Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Varity Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. And a multitude of morsels of news to dissect. All of these things causing ripple effects across markets and expected to continue doing so in the coming days and weeks. Tell us more, Ryan. Yeah, the plate is pretty full for investors. Uh, so we have more fat speak and they are sounding more hawkish. So that's one. You have also more sanctions on Russia and the deepening lockdown in Shanghai is something for Asian investors to focus on and also not too far away Sri Lanka the unrest there unfolding the finance minister just quit one day into his new job the government is in disarray as 40 lawmakers walk out of the ruling coalition and that is threatening to get worse so let's get a bigger picture from Mumprit Gill he is the head of FICC investment strategy for Standard Chartered Private Bank morning Mumprit how are you doing today? Uh, morning, Ryan. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, it's a it's a very busy day, uh, Manpreet. I'm sure it's also stacking up for you as well on that front. We have a lot of issues to watch out for. So let's start with Sri Lanka. It doesn't look very promising right now. It's struggling with power cuts, food and fuel shortages, and it's all around how it is having a bit of a crisis around its economy and foreign exchange. It's seeing the worst inflation in Asia. Manpreet, how did it get into this mess, and what sort of ripple effects are we looking out for? Well, uh, it's certainly been uh, quite a uh, dramatic event for the past few weeks, but I, I think you can always trace back. I mean, if you put on a macroeconomist hat for a moment, you can trace back some of the troubles at least to you know debt levels and, of course, COVID uh, restricting receipts of key uh, sort of revenue earning industries like tourism. Mm. So, you know, those two are not the only contributing factors, but clearly two very, very important ones. But, you know, you can see parallels with, you know, countries or economies in, that have faced, you know, similar issues in the past. And it ultimately comes down to ability to make debt repayment, uh, whether, you know, in, in local currency or in foreign currency terms. The, the silver lining here, of course, if you're taking an investor view, is that we've seen plenty of examples. Actually, in recent years only, you don't have to go too far back where countries have faced similar pressures. But you've seen pressure come off the country's bonds and currencies uh, once, you know, some sort of program with the IMF, for example get agreed to. So I think for an investor point of view, that's really the next you know, threshold to look out for. Yeah, one of the big factors playing out in Sri Lanka and in many other places is inflation. And on the front, we've heard the Fed speak really sounding the hawkish tone uh, around the latest comments coming through from at least two of them overnight. And for investors, how should they be reading into the latest comments that inflation is set to see upside risks? How should they be uh, invested right now in the markets? No, it's a tone that's coming through clearly uh, from central banks around the world. I mean, we had, uh, you know, Fed policymakers in the US, we had Australia's RBA yesterday, and inflation is the tone coming through. But I think to a degree that is, you know, well known as well, because at least as far as financial markets are concerned, and if you sort of compare those comments with what's priced in, in terms of, you know, future rate hikes, I think the key for investors really to look at it twofold. One is as far as liquid financial markets go, yes, there's a period of adjustment. We've seen both equities and bonds down for the year so far, Mm -hmm. but actually it's quite rare for that to extend on a full year basis. And at some point, you know, yields will look interesting enough to jump back in. And equities actually, you know, benefit from higher earnings because higher inflation means higher nominal revenue. And we're actually seeing earnings expectations in the U.S., for example, uh, start to rise. But I, I think the key really will be to sort of judge 
when markets have reached the point where the rate hike expectations are fully priced, because I think that will allow markets to get back to focusing on you know what the underlying earnings look like and what's a fair multiple to pay for those. Yeah, Manpreet, talking about pricing in, how do you factor in the sanctions on Russia? That seems to be coming wave after wave, round after round. Uh, what sort of impact will that have on possible slowdown in the global economy? Well, I think it's important to focus on what the key channel of transmission into markets is. And for us, that's you know, very firmly energy markets and, and commodity prices more broadly. And while you're right, there have been multiple ways of sanctions. I think the, the main focus has to be on how much actual supply disruption in oil markets do we see, because that's the real risk, you know, that could feed through to global growth. Now, the good news is that, you know, we have seen, while we have seen several sanctions, I mean, Europe has clearly indicated you know, there is a balancing a balance to be drawn here uh, between you know energy security uh, and sanctions, and we've seen a lot of action from the U.S. and the IA to think to consider releasing you know more reserves globally to try and counterbalance that. So at the moment, uh, the fact that we've already got a lot of sanctions and oil prices are not back to their recent highs, I think I take that as a positive. But it's one more factor that adds mm-hmm. to supply chain pressures from China and you know more intrinsic inflation, demand-led inflation in the U.S. And I think that basket of risks we need to follow. All right, we're trying Gill, he is the head of FICC Investment Strategy for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Manpreet, let's talk about China. What sort of exposure are you recommending to investors there? Because we are still seeing negative headlines around COVID-19. Shanghai deepening its lockdown. And it's worth noting, you've got automakers there which operate in the city like Tesla among them. How much of a blow is this going to be for the local economy and the uh, implications for investors there? Well, there's un- undoubtedly likely be some drag on economic growth when, when you know, several key cities are, are shut down. But I'd argue, again, this, this, at the moment, this is coming as less of a surprise to markets. I mean, going into this, we already knew growth was a concern. And policymakers have clearly signaled that, you know, whether it's monetary policy or whether it's fiscal spending, you know, there's going to be a lot of lean against that. I, I think the, the risk I focus on is more on, in terms of any potential supply chain disruption. So, you know, loading time at Shanghai Port, for example, that's more of a risk for non-Chinese economies. But I think in China specifically, uh, there's a lot of bad news in the price. Mm. And for us, the focus is whether enough policy, you know, support comes through to support, you know, equity markets on one hand, uh, where, look, we like Asian equities as a whole, uh, relative global equities, and China is a key part of that. But our preference, of course, for sectors like industrials, which have more of a long-term policy focus, uh, and on the bond market, where, you know, the dollar bond market, particularly in high space, is I've been quite bombed out from a valuation perspective. But again, you know, that's set up to be quite ripe for any sort of policy support coming through. Yeah, Manpreet, where do Chinese tech stocks fit into the conversation here? Because we are seeing some signs that the Chinese regulators are starting to cooperate with US regulators to give them uh, fuller access to their audit books and accounts. Is that enough for you to get confident in the Chinese tech space? Well, selectively, yes. And I think it's a good example of what, what we just spoke about, where there's clearly a lot of concern about what delisting might mean, but actually we've seen policy move, at least in the direction of becoming more supportive or avoiding that worst case scenario. And I think this sort of change in policy rule by no means marks you know, an end to negotiations. I think there's a protracted negotiation process. But selectively, I, I sort of view that as a positive. And I think that's where you look at Tech, tech, of course, can be defined quite broadly, but if you look at consumer discretionary tech, for example, this could start to take off mm. some of the pressure that the sector has been un- under for well over six to nine months now. All right, we've been chatting with Manpreet Gill. He is the head of FICC Investment Strategy for Standard Chartered Private Bank, helping us to navigate all the issues that are on the pick today for investors. Manpreet, thanks for your time today. Thanks very much, Ryan.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.